0: Who would like to begin today? Can I sing the theme song? Yeah. Bam 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 Three queer's coming together to talk about some queer stuff. Get on the rainbow bus. Steer queer podcast.
1: Yay. <laughs>
2: yeah well welcome to steer queer everybody hi i'm well, kyle I'm, I'm austin and somewhere
3: in my home there's a photo of two-year-old me wearing a purple paisley button down and my mother's high-heeled leather boots
1: oh. <laughs> she looked at good back then. <laughs>
3: That was that's, when that's she was my goal tr- weight. That's a true story. I, I was two years old. There's a photo somewhere, and I'm like, damn, I look good. <laughs> yes, Queen. That's so yeah. beautiful. It was, like a, it was like a corduroy purple paisley. So it was like a fall. I had a whole fall look
1: going on. <laughs> Gorgeous. Purple You're Cody's always been such an autumn.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I thought that about you. I thought that about you.
2: Well, today, I was getting there. Today, sitting over here on my left is none other than Jason Belden, everybody. Yay.
0: Hi. Hi. Hello. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. You guys, uh, I'm a huge, like, literal fan of this podcast. I've listened to every episode, and uh, I'm a huge fan of podcasts in general. And there is always a podcast playing in my ears. And uh, this is my very first time being a part of one. So I'm excited. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, our listener. Our
1: our (laughs) fan.
0: By the way, there is a photo of me that exists as a child wearing nothing but my uh, pair of cowboy boots backwards, but just totally naked from the, the boots up. So I was a weird child as we will explore. It,
1: you know. I like it. I think it's a political statement. I think it's a movement. I think it's all of the things. So before we dive into our topic, I do want to do a check-in because uh, I want to check in about the stupid, what do you call it even, rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> we just have to check in because... So if anybody has their head under a rock, Trump had a ra- was going to have a rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma on Juneteenth. Like, come on, honey, read the room. That is a bad idea. <laughs> um, and so he did postpone it to the 20th, basically out of necessity. But I just kind of wanted to check in. Like, how is everybody? It was just, I know for me, it was maddening, just... Knowing that, like, we know he's horrible, but like with all these protests and all of the black people who have been murdered by police and just with all of this going on, he's going to have a rally, which is like the epitome of white supremacy um, on Juneteenth in Tulsa, which historically has had one of the worst massacres against African-American people in our nation's history. So it's just like I was just seething with rage all week. I don't know about you guys. Well, what was really gross about it
2: was that the the support around it was almost grosser than the actual intent behind it. Because, again, there is a base of people that surround this individual who we don't have the beep sound right now, but <laughs> we've we've let we've let the name come into the conversation once and now we shall never speak the name again. Um, there, but there's there's this cult of just personality around this individual who they can do no wrong. Um, he can't, he can get away with anything with them. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you say or what, what he says or what he does, they will continue to follow him. And exactly what you just said, Austin, the fact that it was being done in historically... Significant way in a historically significant place, it's like, come on, there, there, there is absolutely no way that everybody involved with that didn't know what they were doing, and that's just gross. Yeah. All right, that's just gross. That's just disgusting and horrific, just horrendous. And I hope every single one of them.
0: Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I, uh, so anyway, uh, oh, what were we gonna say? Well, if I'm thinking of the same rally we're talking about, it did not actually go as planned in terms of the turnout. And my favorite part of hearing about that was the uh, K-pop and other (laughs) fans who uh, took it upon themselves to fill slots. Like they, you know, anticipated a lot more of an outcome and turns out that it was like a fraction of the, you know, the space in that arena. And, uh, And then I saw a tweet that was, somebody was like, calling it like the prank that these k-pop fans pranked the, the trump administration oh shit i said it again oh no oh no <laughs> don't say it a third
2: time because he'll appear. then, then, then he'll, appear. <laughs> he'll appear in the
0: mirror <laughs> so, the, the whole point of the tweet was it's not a prank it's activism like it was a real move and they got these mothers that you know yeah they, they thought he they was going to be walking out to a full house I know that was
1: the silver lining was seeing how upset he was. (laughs) (laughs) I know, like a pouty baby, a large Cheeto looking baby. For those, I know our listeners can't see it, but this is an image of how he looked. (laughs) (laughs) Would you care to describe that image to everybody, please, Austin? Because it's beautiful. You can't. it's a fluffy orange kitty eating a bag of cheesy
0: poofs. That um, appears to be opening the Ark of the Covenant also.
3: It's, it's just melting.
1: So anyway, uh, yeah, I just I couldn't begin our podcast without touching in about that because uh, it was just it was a maddening week. And and hearing him speak too about how he was like. Our coronavirus numbers keep going up. So I said to my people, do less testing. You're like, what grade did he even get to? Well, he, it, it's not even grade.
2: Uh, object permanence is something that happens at the age of 9 to 12 months.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: So oh, I just I want to say it. that before we can, I had no idea we were just going to dive into such a tense topic. So I need to have a shot. <laughs> um,
0: this is the time. We're getting it out of the way early. <laughs> <We're> getting, <laughs> well, I need Cody, to. Get should I have a it. shot? So, with you? I was planning on. <laughs> I was excited to take the Cody shot. So yeah, I'd like to join you if if that's all right. Absolutely, with you. everyone's welcome to join. Austin, you got your
1: week-old coffee ready. Uh, to those of us who are in recovery, we are drinking seltzer water out of a Pringles can. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and for those of us that want to live life on the edge, we're doing one part vodka to two parts rosé with a squirt of lemon. It's sweet, it's bright, but it gives you a big punch when you least expect it. It's the Rose Island Pink Lemonade.
2: Oh, oh. yay! Cheers, Queers. Cheers.
1: Cheers. Fresh from the Pringles can, Mm. mm. <laughs> that actually turned out pretty good. I didn't know if that would be good
2: or not. <laughs> Jay did not join you in that. Jay decided to just take a straight shot of tequila. Pure,
0: pure <laughs> <laughs> <Pure laughs> that's that's
3: that's
1: okay. If you're um, rubbing through your cupboards and can't find the ingredients, pure
0: yeah. vanilla extract will do just fine. <laughs> I, I would like to show off my novelty glass. I don't know if you can see the image on here. I don't want to get too close to the computer. But what are we is that seeing? Elvira? Yes, Queen, Yes, Elvira, is. Mistress of the Dark, and my Ira, shot If you're, if you're
3: listening, October is almost upon us. Please be our guest. You better get ready.
0: <laughs> oh, it's coming. Be ready. <laughs> and my shot glass just plainly says the word Vegas in fancy letters, which I like because Vegas happens to be the city where Elvira performs her one woman show at the end of the movie. I was mm-hmm. going to make that some kind of trivia question, but... Mm, i don't know if you guys have seen it yeah oh oh, we've seen it we've seen it i've seen it
4: we interrupt this podcast for a brief announcement it's pandemonium in the streets, there's a new horror lurking around every corner. COVID-19, murder hornets, racial inequality, police brutality, white men, and more Karens bitching about minuscule changes to their already privileged lives than you could ever imagine. In other words, 2020 is downright terrifying, it's dreadful, it's sickening, it's a pain in America's irrefutably hypocritical ass, but someone's got to do something. And so, with four shots of alcohol coursing through his blood and a strong constitution, Cody summons his unicorn of justice, Moonflower, and together they ride off to fight for equality, unity, and love for all. But one flaming Puerto Rican with a lust in his loins for Leonardo DiCaprio can't do it alone. That's why we at Steer Queer are asking for you to get involved. You don't need a unicorn of justice to make a difference. Though if you do have one, that's pretty damn awesome. Remember, it's the smallest things that have the biggest impact. Volunteer your time. Make donations to your local charities. Stand in front of ignorant assholes waving your finger and saying naughty, naughty. And boogie on down to your local government office and make your voice be heard. For Christ's sakes, wear a fucking mask it's not that complicated remember we're all in this together so don't be an asshole and make a difference today
1: all right so what's our topic today why are we here what are we
0: doing (laughs) well actually we're here to talk to me (laughs) (laughs) it's
1: my moment (laughs) and we all remember june 23rd is the the day the podcast died (laughs)
0: oh by the way i did have a correction from uh the last episode by the way jerica i adore you so much that episode was fabulous um and congratulations on being the first official guest but i did just want to remind jerica that i technically have made my appearance on episode three so (laughs) but i wasn't necessarily official i kind of invited myself on Oh,
2: God. So, Jay, what are we here to talk about today? Because I think you should tell everybody.
0: The topic of the day is, it's basically about uh, me growing up uh, with brothers and uh, no sisters, but I still had a huge attraction to toys that were marketed towards little girls. And that was weird for me as a young queer individual. (laughs) Well said, well said.
2: Really, what we're here to talk about today is the the fact that being queer as a child, especially up here in the Midwest, can be very different than growing up as a cisgendered straight individual because of the ways that toys, games events, room decorations, everything are marketed very specifically towards boys and girls. And when you look at commercials like my god, we talked about that all the way back on our first episode. When you look at toys that are marketed towards boys, how are they marketed, Austin? I think I think you said it best. How are how was GI Joe marketed?
1: Oh, I don't remember. I I just remember working at McDonald's and having to ask, "Do you want a boy toy or a girl toy?" And I yes. wanted the girl toy because I want a Polly Pocket. Who the fuck wants a race car? Oh,
0: Come it. on! I specifically remember my dad having to tell the manager or whoever was at the window, "I would like two boy toys and one girl toy, <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and one girl." toy. Not that he, that not that he really. Not that he was really like ashamed or anything, but. It, and he was fabulous and i will talk about that later but that was a funny moment because they they did make you specify no
2: they did and actually in some ways they still do um depending upon you know depending upon where you are in the country because <laughs> they still do market you know gendered toys even for something oh. as, simple as a happy meal you know
1: absolutely absolutely i mean Things are changing. Like, I know Target has tried to do um, gender-neutral or non-gender toys, which is good to see, but it's still, yeah, you still see it all over.
2: Well, yeah, because I I remember uh, growing up, I, I remember one Christmas, and you can see it in the video, I got six Hot Wheels car sets because they were on sale. They were just these little little sets that all kind of connected together. And that was, that was my, my like Christmas presents. And the first one I was like, okay, that's cool. And then they kept coming and you can visibly see on my face how I'm like, oh, they really think I love car sets and Hot Wheels and like these, these things. And then later that afternoon, I'm in my sister's room playing with all of the like frilly like mm-hmm. like girly toys that she got that i was just like i want this but you're not allowed to ask for those so you know it's it, it's those they like watching commercials and knowing that the things that you like i really wanted an easy bake mm-hmm. oven but was i allowed to ask for that or did i feel comfortable or confident to ask for that of course not but i did not want i did not want another nerf gun You know, I did not want a basketball. I did not want a football. And I think it's difficult Mm. for parents to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. It's difficult for them to know what to do sometimes. But I think that there are ways that we're seeing more often now that parents are sticking up for their children when their kid wants to go to school wearing nail polish and Mm -hmm. they are a MAB individual who you know doesn't, uh, who who might get made fun of by other kids in their class. Their parents are sticking up for them and helping to educate the other children. It's, it's, it's something that we're seeing, but I think it's it's slow progress. Like Austin brought up in the first episode, we're still seeing a very slow shift in that. And yeah, i I'm curious, Jason. Um, I know that you have several really wonderful stories about growing up and the things that your parents kind of did to help you. Mm -hmm. And I want, I want to specifically jump into one, one story because I think it's a great jumping Mm -hmm. off point for this. Can you tell us about the video that your dad insisted that we watch on Christmas Eve this past year?
0: (laughs) Sure. That one really is the genesis. I think of, you know, the, the odd queer individual that I was. And just to back up, like always, pretty much identified male, right? He, him pronouns. I, I never wanted to be a girl necessarily, but all of the things that I identified with, it was the female character. Like Power Rangers was hugely influential on me. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> but uh, I was literally, while well, you were probably playing with Casey's uh, Barbies and mm-hmm. things, like when I was... When I was young, I was a kid that would put on ski goggles and pajama pants on my head and then go to the end of the driveway and wave at cars and just be like, here I am. Hi. (laughs) Just because I loved like looking weird, things that looked different, um, pretty things. So the video back to that, because it is like a legendary home video in my family it was like my birthday and I'm turning three or four and I'm like this little toe headed kid. Like, so in the video it's time to open presents and they, um, someone gave me like some clothes thing. They're trying to put it like, Oh cool. Grandma and grandpa brought you this t-shirt from Greece. They just got back from a cruise. They're trying to like put it on me and I won't have it. Like, but then uh, the legendary moment, let's get to that. The present that uh, apparently stopped the show was a Barbie nightgown that I lift out of the box, and it is like close-up image of like gorgeous blonde Barbie and her sparkles, and it's pink and it's soft. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> yeah, holding it up, this, staring
1: at it. Is this a nightgown for a? a person to wear or yes, for, a
0: Barbie? for a person for a wear. person to wear oh, yeah for a like like a kid to wear yeah so it was probably purchased at target let's say or i don't know um and i actually uh this week i knew i was going to tell this story on here so i actually reached out to the family friend who gave it to me and i asked her about it because i wanted her i like i was wondering like where did that come from like how did you know that I would want that? And like, what did you think about it? And I actually got her her answer. I reached out via Facebook. She was like a good friend of my mom's, good friend with everyone in my family. And she did say, I asked you what you wanted for your birthday and you said a, a Barbie nightgown like Carly's. So that's what I got you. And you loved it and wore it every day. As far as my thoughts on it, I thought you were allowed to like what you liked and I loved you and your mom. So it didn't bother me. And I was like, Oh my God, thank you. I love that. Thanks for contributing to my love of Barbie, my love of the pink Ranger. And she said, I will forever be a supporter of all things. J Bo. So how did your family react? Oh, they were tickled pink. Like, like literally my favorite moment in the video is when I forget who, but somebody just looks at my mom and goes, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Lisa. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like,
0: you, you imagine them like sunglasses, just like mm-hmm. Lisa. Yeah. And <laughs> and across I the room. And if I didn't quite set the scene, we're talking Kansas, Topeka, Kansas, early 90s, probably like 93. So that is just like a defining moment in my life. And then what did I do with it? I put it on my head and wore it like hair. <laughs> <laughs> because there was clearly one thing I wanted, which was that blonde, long, gorgeous hair.
2: <laughs> Secretly, well, that just wanted I, to be Hannah Montana, just long, blonde oh. wig.
1: <laughs> and then that's such like, a good story. And I'm so glad your parents and your family reacted positively because. That is not every queer person's
0: experience. So that's really awesome. Yeah, I uh, I really do recognize the privilege in that, especially um, that I I was surrounded by individuals like Kelly and, uh, you know, like my mom, who didn't take it away and, and hide it. Um, I was just al- allowed to uh, pursue the things I wanted to pursue. And... God, like, just to think that there's kids out there to this day that cannot do that for one, one reason or the other. It's very ups- sad.
1: It is, because I, I, the experience you had is how it should be. You should be able to like what you like and pursue that. And, you know, colors don't have a gender. If you like pink, like, that should not matter what genitals you have. <laughs> Well,
2: and, and it's, 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 it's one of those things where like, we've, we've placed all of this arbitrary meaning on all of these things. Uh, <laughs> jingle jangle. That's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we, we do, we, we, we place all this very specific arbitrary meaning on, on colors, on qualities, on sparkles versus the, you know, versus uh, like matte, like shiny versus not. It's, it's this idea that like this type of child should have, should be into this and this type of child should be into this. And then we market specifically to those kids that way. And then a bunch of us queer kids come along and we want to flip all that on its head. And we don't even know that we're doing that. We just like the things we like. And it doesn't even have to be a queer individual. A lot of, a lot of kids just don't care about all of that until they're taught. Most kids don't care about that until they're taught Mm -hmm. that I'm supposed to like, Uh, like hunting and guns and this type of thing, if you're a boy in Wisconsin, you know, if you're, if you're born AMAB, especially in a family, like I can speak to my own family. Like that was the expectation. And, you know, I, I think it does take, there's, there's a period of time where people need to like figure it out and learn and some parents get on board and some parents don't, you know, some families really, really take it to heart and they do their best and they
1: try and some families don't. And, and that was such a good point that, this, While this is a queer issue, it also is not a queer issue. Because like you said, children like what they like. And that's why if any straight person or a cisgender person is wondering what's in it for them, <laughs> which, is the, <laughs> the best, which is the best way to be an ally is to pursue <laughs> your self-interest. Um, but if anyone is wondering, it's because queer rights are human rights and queer rights liberate everybody and they liberate uh so they liberate straight men to to like pink or you know what i mean it liberates everybody to be more authentic and to not fit the mold
0: you know yeah and i have heard many people tell me that that like that they remember that day with the barbie nightgown and i've had uncles you know tell me that like that to them was proof that yeah like some people think being gay is a choice, but that right there is proof that you're born gay, <laughs> <laughs> which has a, a lot of power in a way. Like that's a, like, that's a, a belief that if everyone in America believed truly in their hearts, we would have the rights and we would have the, you know, the lack of the taboo with kids, with adults, like all across the board. <laughs>
1: um, so we have to get into it it's the question on everybody's mind uh what is up with power rangers jay what (laughs) is up with power rangers
0: do you see the collection behind me no yeah
1: i want to know i want to know what about the show like what like what what do you love so much about (laughs) it and how And how has it made you the J you are today?
0: (laughs) Buckle up. I mean, thank you so much for asking. That is the most beautiful question anyone has ever asked me. Um, (laughs) Because, yes, like truly, um, Power Rangers premiered in 93 in (laughs) in America. um, And I was born in 90. So I was literally just kind of becoming three or whatever, uh, learning to walk. And this came on the TV in front of me and, and through my eyes, like these, let's just say a certain gymnast of beautiful young gymnast named Kimberly kind of stole my heart because she was uh, the Pink Ranger. So if you're not familiar, if you're living under that rock, um, Power Rangers was uh, an American children's show with five teenagers, later six, um, and -hmm. they were picked to defend the world from Rita Repulsa and her evil space alien horde. And by day, they were just kind (laughs) of high school students. They were um, just beautiful, diverse young people, always helping the planet and helping the youth and, you know, teaching numerous lessons, karate lessons or dance lessons during the day and uh, defending Angel Grove from Rita and her putties. So all that said, at three years old, I did not have the ability to distinguish between fiction and reality. So (laughs) everything I was seeing was real to me. And uh, it is actually tied to literally some of my earliest memories as a developing human being. The the show, uh, watching it, the toys, playing with them. You know, it wasn't just that it was something cool and definitely, like, crack for children. The the real reason that I love Power Rangers <laughs> is because of the Pink Ranger. And uh, <laughs> so this is where, um, you know, my love for, like, Barbie when I was three, like, developed into the Pink Ranger. And because the reason is that Barbie doesn't fight people. <laughs> and she doesn't kick people in the head. And she doesn't do cartwheels.
2: <laughs> Except for gymnast Barbie and Olympic medalist Barbie. She does cartoons.
0: Right. But <laughs> and she,
1: she serial doesn't... killer Barbie <laughs> and <a fashion> Barbie. <laughs> oh, did, you, did you get serial killer Barbie?
0: They never had that one at McDonald's.
1: Did you get the Barbie that went clubbing with Jeffrey
0: Dahmer? <laughs> 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 too soon. Too soon. It might be too soon forever. Uh, no, I have more Barbie stories too, but like truthfully, like you know, I gravitated to girl things, but there always was that element of like girls who kick ass and girls who can fight people. If I'm if I was playing Mortal Kombat with my brother, I was never not the girl character. Um I was yeah. so there, hmm. like why? I why loved be a, Mortal I Kombat.
1: Be <laughs> <Jay>. <laughs> why be a boy? <laughs> no or who who had the fans, Jade? Katana I don't Princess know. Katana. Katana. Uh-huh. Loved her. Um,
2: oh my god. See, I always wanted to be Sindel because she had that hair. She could she could literally flip people over with her hair. I was like, that is something I've always wanted to do. I also always played as um uh as Diddy's sister in um Diddy's Conquest. Uh, oh, 20, yeah. tiny I always I everything? always wanted to be Dixie because oh, I thought she
0: her could... name was oh. Diana. No,
2: <laughs> no. Uh, because <laughs> she was fly. And she her attacks were way better than than Diddy's. He uh, his his were all very like combatty. Hers were way more spectacular. She could literally reach across the screen with her hair, grab a character and throw it off like like off a ledge. I was like, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Who doesn't want to be able to do mm-hmm. that to an enemy?
0: and like there's a lot of a lot of stuff that was marketed for kids had a girl character ninja turtles had april um you know gargoyles had that cool lady detective like but not a lot of them actually jumped into the action and kicked ass and did cool stuff and so for me like kimberly was that first step which led to you know buffy (laughs) <laughs> scene, uh, <laughs> elvira mistress of the dark um but the, the, so that's
1: kind of she kind of inspires you to fold that not only uh was she like a, like this uh pretty pink uh girl but she was a strong woman that kind of broke female stereotypes
0: too like twofold. I, I think in a lot of ways she did. Um, definitely the, the show was a little bit like they were written like stereotypes. So she was a valley girl. And at first she was like, <laughs> I don't want to put my hair under this helmet. Like, how can I possibly? <laughs> and they were like, oh, my God, Kimberly, you have to. <laughs> and then she's like, not! <laughs> and, and everyone <laughs>, laughs, and then it goes, it like, the screen freezes and Freeze curtains roll. And I was like, how can you not be obsessed with her? Like, she's... <laughs> <geez. laughs> um, <laughs> God, one of my favorite episodes, Kimberly is pricked by a poisonous cactus, and it turns out a jealous rage during the school club fair. And her best friend, Trini, the Yellow Ranger, she is overdoing volleyball club, And then Kimberly has Gardening Club, but nobody (laughs) comes to sign up for Gardening Club. And so she just walks over and she goes, thanks a lot for stealing all the kids for your club, Trini. God, you hogged everybody. Like She goes off on her. And the actor, the acting is delicious. And then the Green green Ranger, Tommy, who is her boyfriend, has a line where he's like, "Mm, hey, like maybe this flower will help you get over it. It's just, like, the laziest writing you've ever, like, heard. I don't know. And then, so they would go to the park. This is just any given episode. They'd go to the park, and then they'd get attacked by putties. And, like, gray clay people would flip out of the sky in large... medium to large numbers, let's say, and then Kimberly and whoever else was there would uh, have to cartwheel in and kick them and then jump on the monkey bars and flip and kick them and then uh, go down the slide and then kick them until they were dead. And so what do I do every time I go to the park when I'm a little child? I'd go down the slide and kick people, and then I'd do a flip and kick people. I once got sent to the principal's office for biting, a kid, but he caught me in line for the monkey bar, so that was his problem.
2: Mm-hmm. Catholic school kid. Ugh.
0: <laughs> I was a weird kid. I, I really was. I still am. And as you can see, I this this obsession hasn't gone away. I can actually... This is... I can actually show you... Oh, there she is.
1: and her hair is not under a helmet you can't see it no but... she has she has a detachable head so if I wanted to, which is a, head, <laughs> I put a feature on, I think
0: people should have just yank it right off no this is the lightning collection pink ranger from Hasbro and <laughs> I'm obsessed with this I'm obsessed with these toys the, the reason the show is still a thing is because of toys it has always lived off of selling toys to children, and they will buy them a lot, even though the show isn't always great.
2: Well, it, it's, it's one of those things where, again, like when, when, when you think about the things that, that we loved as children or the things that we still love today, like nostalgia, the things we look back on and we're like, whether it was marketed towards children or not, things are specifically designed so that people will continue coming back for more whether it's through merchandising, whether it's through continued, like, renewal of the show, renewal of, of whatever it is. And they do. They, they become those, those things that you hold near and dear to your heart. Like, I still, to this day, cannot get over how much I love Are You Afraid of the Dark mm. from the 90s. And it's bad. Like, it's not <laughs> good. <laughs> like, when you watch it back, they always do the worst kind of horror movie tropes. And at the end, everybody learns a lesson, which doesn't make any sense. So it's like, I, but but at the same time, I still go back and I love watching that. Like I get a legitimate like surge of like happiness when I watch that. And kind of like the corniness and the cheesiness, because it takes me back someplace. It was something that I enjoyed. So I think that's that's part of it too, is like these, these, these figures and these toys actually kind of connect us
0: to things that, are you know are were were and still are important to us in a lot of ways and uh now I'm going to be holding up the Red Ranger <laughs> and uh just so you know as my partner this was my sexual awakening as a gay person <laughs> was the Red Ranger <laughs> whose name you know I Jake's remember guy?
1: being very attracted to the Power Rangers was Tommy <laughs> the green one who
0: became like the silver one he became yes he's be he has actually been uh, about five different Rangers. But to yeah, answer your question, I remember being yes.
1: very into Tommy. And I had the toy where his head was in his chest and oh, it could the flip. flip.
0: heads, the yes. Flip heads.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which was. Which as a kid, I did not find strange, but looking back,
0: what a weird fucking (laughs) toy. No, true, truly uh, they were. And I watched the uh, Netflix series, uh, the toys that made us has an episode about Power Rangers. And that's where I learned a lot of information about just how the Americans adopted that franchise from the Japanese. And then they made toys and just like exploded, uh, So the toys that are available today are really, really, like, high-quality, custom—or not custom, just well-made toys. And it's both for the kids that watch it now and the kids that are grown-ups that watched it when they were in the 90s. Uh, (laughs) When they were young children in the 90s, I should say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because we ain't children anymore, (laughs) but— But yeah um uh, <laughs> he was so cute I, could, I was i was definitely more of a jason girl myself Tom, everyone loves tommy and tommy's cute um but my true my my first love really was jason the red one. Oh, he was such a bang. oh my god you have always
2: loved yourself <laughs> <laughs> yeah that. And like I said, I think I think that that is kind of where we're moving in a lot of ways. But I still I, I still see it like my like to be to be perfectly frank, my nieces and my nephew, it is heavily gendered in their house because their their idea is that you know like they like what they like, but there's also this tailoring of like you're supposed to like this thing and you're supposed to like this thing, and they will tell you that they're like. I'm not supposed to play with that, that's for boys. Mm -hmm. They will actually say that out loud. I'm like, huh, who told you that?
0: (laughs) Like really, who who told you that? Well, your nephew is just kind of scary a little bit. Like he straight up told me that he was going to end me this week. (laughs) Um, He's a little goth. But I love him so much. He's like, he was wearing a Grim Reaper outfit like for the Saturday Father's Day breakfast. Just Happy Father's
2: around. Day, Dad. Totally. The Grim Reaper came to take you away. <laughs> Full Grim
1: Reaper. <laughs> Inspiring. I know, because I remember as a kid, that's what I remember, is people constantly telling me, this is for boys, this is for girls. I love cats. I love kitties, <laughs> and I love kitty cats. Yeah. And so at the time, the only... School supplies that flaunted cats in a very wonderful way was Lisa Frank. <laughs> Does anyone remember Lisa? Le- yes, oh, yes. Lisa. Did you have the folder uh, and the notebook? I had Lisa Frank folders and I had a Lisa Frank backpack. And so I remember getting bullied every day waiting for the bus. And they called me Lisa Frank boy. (laughs) Ooh, clever burn. I know. But at the the time, though, Mm -hmm. like it hurt because it's not so much the words as it is everyone's reaction to it. Oh, yeah. And I remember just being so broken hearted because I loved Lisa Frank. um, And yet everyone was making fun of me. And it was so sad. But I did not give up. I kept that backpack and now I'm um, doing fine. <laughs> well,
0: that's, that's really like the, the biggest part of it. Like nobody wants to be made to feel different. And like, luckily for me, I, I, when it comes to this stuff that happened very little. Um, and I know it happens all the time, uh, the opposite way. and. You know, for whatever it is you're into as a kid, you should be given the freedom to just enjoy it while you're while you're young, because there is like such a purity to that time when you can't tell the difference between reality and a TV show about monsters that uh, cause Kimberly to become a huge bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. It's true. I once, because you know, in the
1: cartoons, whiskers just came off a cat. They just like Tweety Bird just pulled out a whisker. Fuck. Um I tried to do that to my cats, and let me tell you, they do
0: not. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's a different kind of reality versus
3: versus not reality.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you've met our, our roommates' cats and my and beautiful life partner cat Blue, but uh, we are currently <laughs> being invaded in the podcast studio. Because Flower currently has one paw just clutch under the door and is slowly <laughs> scratching
2: it down the side of the door, like, I'm coming. I'm coming for you. He's like, I won't be ignored, Stan.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, should we take a quick break? Quick, quick pee break and come on back?
0: Yes, we'll be yes. right back to Steer Queer Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh uh
2: uh 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 Hello everyone, Kyle here coming to remind you from all of us here at Steer Queer that we will be posting resources and tools and more information along with this episode to help our listeners continue doing anti-racist work, to stay involved and to continue fighting to make this a better world for everyone because the change begins with us as individuals and continues with us as a group. Hello, everyone. Kyle here again to remind you that the Steer Queer podcast is a brand new queer lifestyle comedy podcast where we have frank conversations with each other about what it was like and what it's still like living as a queer person in the world. And as such, occasionally we will say things that may not sit right with individuals or may spark conversations that we encourage you to have with us and also take out into the world. We'd also like to take this time to remind you that sharing is caring and that sharing us around helps us get the word out about our new podcast. So please feel free to like, comment, subscribe, share us around, and help us reach the world. Thank you. And now on with the show.
1: Hello. Did I pee? I think so.
2: I don't. I don't know. Oh, sorry. I'm not (laughs) even in the shot anymore. I I can't tell you that. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. So soda is so mean to her sister, because I put. So I put. I put out the treats. And I had to separate the bowls because soda kept going back and forth between the treats. She's like, no, they're both mine. <laughs> what a bitch. Soda. Soda. You cannot eat your sister's treats. And sandwich, you got you to gotta stick up for yourself, girl. You're, you're going to get no treats. <laughs>
2: In our house, there's a hierarchy and Bambi's at the top of it. The teeny tiny like thin cat is like the leader. She eats first, everybody else goes after, and then Thumper goes second, and then Flower waits. Oh, Flower.
1: So yeah, Sandwich is the more aggressive player, like with toys and stuff. But mm-hmm. soda is food dominant. <laughs> she takes after her mom. <laughs> there's not enough pizza for everyone so i'm gonna take half okay <laughs> okay jay will you sing will you sing us in jay ready
0: okay three queers coming together to talk about some queer stuff jump on yeah. the Rainbow bus the steer queer podcast get in the van
1: <laughs> get in the van kids we're going to queerville <laughs> yeah we're going a quick trip and then queerville and julia's driving some... <laughs> we gotta get some hostess snacks
0: yeah oh, so hostess can i confront you all about the podcast art on here because i know what you're thinking beautiful
1: and gorgeous. <laughs> It, Who uh, illustrated that? Was it done by a professional? And it was. Yes, I shim sham, registered nurse, drew that. So you're welcome. Oh, shim sham to go. Well, and
0: it's a gorgeous place to start. Um, I think the. I think we all need to discuss what what we want from this redesign that I'm doing, um, that I volunteered to do and it'll be just gorgeous it could be like see I really think that you guys should put your faces on it and Julia
1: <laughs> because oh. Julia has to be there Yeah, we have not queued the listeners in so when we were discussing making this podcast I thought our mascot should be Julia and she's a bagel and she just says that right <laughs> 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 And queer stuff, and she has such a ferocious appetite for life. Sometimes she takes a bite out of herself. She don't need a man. She just eats her own damn bagel. You know what I'm saying?
0: So if every I, there was long, gay bakery item. I can't think of anything <laughs> gayer than a bagel. <laughs> So I had a strong push for
1: Julia to be our mascot, and since I am such an artistic fellow, I drew um, a little something of Julia, which some say is the greatest art piece of the twenty first century. I'm just some say that some do. One one
0: says that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the, the and shadow it's... monster that
1: lives in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And
0: and you gave us like a very clear, like very like like basic line drawing of a bagel with a smiley face and lips and a bite out of it. And like she is everything she needs to be. She is clearly a bagel, clearly gay, but there's no color in it it doesn't have like dimension or like vibrancy that you three do it just doesn't represent like the heart of this podcast and i feel like as an artist as an illustrator i want to bring that to you and to your fans and mm-hmm. i would be honored mm-hmm. sounds like she knows to what have she do podcast it. art be my creation
1: we're so excited. We're <laughs> I
0: was going to say, well, so what happy. do we say, queers?
3: Of
2: course. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Jay, you went to MCAD, which mm. is the Minneapolis College of Art and Design. here I, in... I barely survived it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> here, here in the <laughs> Minneapolis area. And so your artistic style has its own influences and its own flares. And I feel like it does, if you look through, like, I've looked through uh, so, so some of your old portfolios and some of your old work, and a lot of it is based on either queer individuals or strong female leads mm-hmm. and all of that, and I feel like a lot of that is inspired by the things that really inspired you when you were growing up. So yeah. talk a little bit about some of the things that you you look for in a character when you're thinking about drawing them or when you're trying to design your own work.
0: Thank you. Yeah, well, if you want to see some of my stuff, like, look, look on my Instagram, um, I am at jason b underscore illustration not stuttered just illustration (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah like a lot of my stuff like comes from pop culture um i developed like a very strong passion for caricature when i was in college um and comic books that like were based on existing tv shows and stuff so they would take like you know, characters from Star Trek, let's say, and then they would make a comic and it looks like the people on Star Trek. So that's that's what made me realize, like, there is a, a niche out there for taking somebody from how they look as a character and then translating it to a cartoon. And a lot of my favorite um, illustrators, like J. Scott Campbell, really can make somebody look like how they look in real life, but it's, it's as a caricature or as a cartoon. So... I think when I do your logo, I would love to just have, like, all three of you be, like, featured and have it look like cartoon versions of you. But you guys are in the backseat, and Julia is driving. So she's, in. She's uh-huh. like, leading the the rainbow bus, and I decided you're going to be in a rainbow bus because <laughs> that's, like, the lyrics that I came up
1: with. That's what Julia drives. Yeah, she whether she's going to the mall or just gonna go get her hair did Um, she is driving a rainbow
0: bus (laughs) when i was doing my senior show at mcad which that joan rivers piece was a part of there's a piece on the wall in this in this uh room we're in where it is joan rivers being unearthed as a fossil and she's fully skeletonized except for the face, which is exactly the same as <laughs> And um, so I like to comment on pop culture and I like to give it like a weird edgy twist, if you will. Um, and when I started smoking mm, a little bit of weed, um, my style became a little bit more like exaggerated, a little bit like more grotesque and gross. So that's always kind of a a part of it, too. Um, But there's a piece above our bed, which I don't really like that much, but it was created in this queer. Well, there was another queer piece that uh, is literally a rainbow, but every piece of uh, it's a rainbow collage. And every piece of paper that I put in the collage has a small printout of a queer person from pop culture. I like that. So it's like Ellen DeGeneres. I mean, (laughs) who else? Oh, fuck. It's just Ellen over (laughs) and over and over over again. again. Uh, The guy from The Big Bang Theory was on it. (laughs) Sheldon, the actor that plays Sheldon. He's gay.
2: Yeah, he is. What is his name? (laughs) (laughs) I forgot his name. Anyway, that one guy.
0: There's a different piece where... It is Anderson Cooper and Kathy Griffin as dogs, which I don't know what I was smoking at the time.
2: (laughs) Well, it's 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 Anderson Cooper and Kathy Griffin, and then also them as dogs. So Mm -hmm. it's like their likeness, and then also how how Jay imagined them as dogs. Yeah, it's a
0: it's a real thinker. You had to really. (laughs)
1: What kind of dogs be? You're thinking
0: what the fuck? I think Anderson Cooper would be a nice husky with some gorgeous piercing blue eyes. And I think Kathy <laughs> Griffin would be some kind of mixed chihuahua, mixed pug with like a big floppy, like, like just like happy, crazy look all the time. So that's kind of what I like to do as, as an illustrator or tour.
1: One thing, so one thing I'm thinking about is we're talking about toys, we're talking about Jason's art, I know a big influence, I feel like we all share a passion for, is Halloween, and kind of Halloween toys, and Halloween figures, so I guess I kind of want to talk about, like, why do you think that is, because we all love Halloween,
0: Jay is holding up a pumpkin. Yes, it is actually. I'm holding up an. Uh, this is actually a pumpkin bong. <laughs> there is a little. <laughs> is so a novelty cool. item, as, as, as it were. Uh,
1: which is a treat for the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <man>. Um... <laughs> I know, and I think a lot. of, You know, uh, Halloween, and not that this episode is about Halloween, but I just think that's interesting that we're all heavily influenced by it. A lot of people refer to Halloween as like gay Christmas, and, and I personally, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm. A I personally Halloween. think it's because it's a holiday where we kind of embrace the weird, you know? Oh, for sure, you very think? much so. Yeah,
2: because uh, when when I think of like Halloween growing up, it was the one day of the year where. I could say whatever I wanted to be and Mm -hmm. my parents had to say yes, basically, you know, (laughs) within reason, but like, like they had to let me dress however I wanted. And I was a little weird, like Gabe, I did I did go as the grim reaper one year, but then another
0: year I went as like this like weird demon clown. I, I, I I already mentioned I was the kid who would wear ski goggles with pajama pants on my head and wave at cars when I was, (laughs) when it was not Halloween. It was just a regular day. So for me, like, there was a very real, like, pain in realizing that it was not Halloween most of the time, which is not okay with me. And when it is Halloween, like, you better believe we're going to go all out because it is your time to shine. And Kyle and I have done some legendary Halloween couples drag looks. Mm, no, thank you. I think yeah. we're up to four, at least Three. Three. Okay. It'll be for this year. Well, the first one we did was Willow and Tara. Learned, Willow and Tara. From Buffy. From Buffy. And then we did Daria and Jane. Daria and Jane. And then uh, you made such a good Daria. Thank you. It was you. like <laughs> <"Awkward."> <laughs> your clean. your contact photo in my phone to this day is just <laughs> you as it's Daria. It's me like, glaring at him as Daria. <laughs> nooch face as
2: Daria. Um, and then we also did Karen in Georgia for my favorite murder.
0: Yes. And podcast legends Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hartstark. Well, and we were we were actually using Bluetooth microphones playing the podcast introduction as we would walk into parties. Like we had these speaker mics that would like project loud music from, from the mic. So anywhere we went, we could just play, we could, if someone didn't know who we were, we could just turn on the my favorite murder theme really loudly and pretend to be them. And then they still wouldn't know most of the time, but.
2: Well, and, and it's, it's funny too, because like on Halloween and, you don't get as many questions either. Like you see so many straight dudes going out in like like brick drag. Like their faces are not done right. They don't look good. It's, you know, they're bricks. But there's something about Halloween that, that makes them embrace this mm-hmm. this like idea of gender bending a little bit. And it might not be from the best intentions all the time. It might be kind of making fun of it. But they're giving it some kind of power that way. When, when on Halloween, for all, all of a sudden, it's like there's just this, this collective consciousness that we're all going to let ourselves do this thing that for the rest of the year, we feel like we can't. And for queer people, I think it goes even further where we're like, if I could, I would
1: do this every day. Yeah. <laughs> right, because I have always, since college, since I was about, like, 18 years old, I've always taken Halloween as an opportunity to dress and drag. Because who doesn't want And it is, it is most of the time Hell not yeah. pretty. I, <laughs> I walk in heels a Barbara, little bit like
2: a... Barbara is so beautiful.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I walk in heels a little bit like a linebacker. Um <laughs> you gotta get shoes that fit you honey we gotta find i know but so i just totally agree with that i just love and i'm thinking of like toys too as a kid i had the jack skellington from nightmare before christmas and then i was obsessed with sally from nightmare Mm -hmm. she could take off her arm and throw it at you. Feminist <laughs>
0: icon, Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> I'm sorry, she they try to lock her in that tower, and she's like, I'm going to throw myself over. <laughs> I'm literally going to throw myself out the window. <laughs> but don't worry, because I'm made of leaves, and I can just stuff it all back <laughs> in and sew it back up.
2: Well, that's another yeah. thing, too, is that I feel like most of my, uh, of my queer friends also have an affinity for, like, macabre and, like, horror films. Like, weird off the beaten path type, type things. And like, I know Austin, you and I spend a lot of time watching B-horror. And I think what, uh, like, I I'm actually curious to know, does anybody know for themselves where that kind of came from? I feel like I know where it came from for me, but I'm wondering, does anybody have like something that sparked that for them? Cause it is kind of weird that a lot of my friends are queer and a lot of my friends are also very into that. Would anybody I like to speak to that?
0: I mean, I definitely do. Like, I, I mean, no, I just have like countless memories. Like, I think I did have like one very clear, um, like, traumatic moment with uh, <laughs> with a, seeing a uh, seeing a horror movie trailer in the theaters with my family, uh, and we were actually going to see Austin Powers the two. And there was a preview for the uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, The Haunting. And, like, this trailer is really well cut. Um, It's, like, taking you through this haunted-ass, really creepy-ass mansion. And they have, like, cherubs carved of wood um, coming out of the walls. And it's, like, super, um, you know, embellished And then, like, the trailer is like, then they go to sleep at night,
1: and then (laughs) everything
0: happens, and the fucking Arabs come to life, and they fucking climb out of the staircase and walk around, and then this woman's combing her hair in the mirror, and then her hair opens and screams, and then... And then this contraption falls on a person and it's all like hitting my young eyes and my young senses. And, uh, and I bolt out of the theater, like tried to bolt. My dad grabbed my arm and I was like, let me go. I'm scared. And and so I ran out super, like just sweating, shaking, ran to the bathroom, had to calm down. And it like lived in my brain for weeks and years and like it was hard to sleep um and then somehow it just turned into an obsession and then I maybe looked like I wonder what other horror movies there are and I would like look on Wikipedia and read like not see the horror movies but I would just read the plot descriptions to feed that like interest that sparked.
2: Well, you get kind of addicted to like to like that 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 initial feeling of fear because it is an adrenaline rush in a lot of ways. And there's also things that happen in horror movies that don't happen in other movies. Like I remember one of the first like real slasher movies I ever watched was Friday the Thirteenth. You know, classic, cl- classic movie. And I remember we were talking earlier about like our sexual awakenings, and mine was a little later in life because I was raised very well, sheltered. I was, and nobody uh, else shared. And... <laughs> <laughs> I just volunteered. Yeah, you did. But uh, no, Austin kind of kind of brought it up too, a little bit, Tommy. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Tommy um, but yeah. uh, but I remember there's a scene. Where two of the characters are getting it on in one of the cabins, and Kevin Bacon is one of those people, a very young Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. And it's full on like nudity for her. And for all you see of him is this shot of her gripping his ass with her, like digging her nails into it, but it's just a full on his butt shot. And there was just a moment where I was like, huh.
3: Child <laughs> <Just,
0: like, laughs> like, sexual uh. awakening was. Ah. Do you think that was actually Kevin Bacon's ass? Uh, considering how low of
2: a budget it was on, they did not have a stunt ass. Oh <laughs> Let's just put it that way. It, it was. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things where, like, it's, it, it all kind of comes back to all of these moments that that I feel like kind of shape us in these weird ways. And um, yeah, Austin, you were you were kind of kind of starting to say something. Is there anything for you that that you could think of? Because we kind of didn't start watching horror movies together for the longest time because I don't know if anybody else knows this, but we would torture Austin when we went to uh, when we went to horror movies because all you'd have to do is poke Austin
1: and Austin would scream. So <laughs> I know they're so scary. I feel like it does stem from that love of Halloween, but I uh, and like Halloween being this uh, embracing the weird and the underdog and this. I think I think that's where it comes from. But I definitely like creepy over gore. I definitely like a good haunted house, a good spirit haunting the basement. Mm, yes, <laughs> but way more than I like gore. How um, do you feel about exorcisms? Mm. <laughs> I'm so pro exorcism. If you have a demon inside you, just get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> Recondo that shit. Just get yeah. It out of here. Don't let demon possession hold you back.
0: <laughs> I love May. Like I love anyone that has like a good female character. As uh, previously mentioned, that's kind of important to me. Um, May is like a, a really creepy, like fe- almost female Dr. Frankenstein story mixed with Ooh. some. Uh, Traumatic childhood. Trauma. <laughs> childhood <laughs>
2: trauma. <laughs> another, another hot button gay topic. Childhood trauma. <laughs> <laughs> <Oy>. <laughs> My God. Well, we are coming pretty close to the end here. So I guess the, the last thing I kind of wanted to bring up was the fact that, Jason, you illustrated a
0: book. That's right. <sighs> Tell us more. Yeah, so I actually um, illustrated a book called The Adventures of Israel, St. James, and it is like kind of a historical fiction. I did not write this book. It was written by Nathaniel Hicklin, published by Six Emperor Serpent Publishing. That's an independent uh, publisher located here in Minneapolis. Um, If you want to follow The Adventures, you should buy your copy. Um, They're available on, uh, it's actually available on sixemperserpent.com. Um, But if you want to support Jeff Bezos, you can find it on Amazon, too. Um, (laughs) Ew. But honestly, I don't care as long as you buy it and leave a good review. Um, (laughs) And I also would like to, if I may, make a plug. Uh, Cool. So I actually am, we are, I'm here to announce. (laughs) Uh, a new podcast, actually, that I'm going to be a part of uh, with some friends, uh, my friends Matt Berg and Julie Martinez. We are launching a new podcast. It is called, Shh, Don't Tell My Boyfriend. Oh <laughs> it is going to be a pretty queer-driven podcast, except it's going to be more ratchet than yours. Um, you guys talk about, like, important things sometimes, and... <laughs> Um, social issues <laughs> which I'm sure we will as well but it's going to be largely like relationships and things we're interested in and it's all about sometimes there's like dirty little secrets that you can't tell your boyfriend like you oh. stayed up all night and watched Power Rangers while they were sleeping and that's why we were super tired today but don't ask <laughs> me about it
2: or like that time that I stayed up and ripped all the carpet out of our living room <laughs> That that actually yeah. happened,
0: <laughs> but it's gonna. It's gonna Honey, be-
1: that's mania. It's a different story. Shh!
0: Don't tell my boyfriend. It's <laughs> gonna be kind of hard to keep anything from you, considering I will be saying everything directly into the internet, um, <laughs> so you can just listen. But um, yeah, check it out. It, I'm sure this lives on in the archive. So follow Don't Tell My Boyfriend podcast.
1: Yay! Ah. Oh. Jason thank you so much for being our guest. We love you. You're beautiful. He's rocking this mustache which if you can't see but it's it's everything a mustache wants to be. It's, it really is. Thank you. It's it's fluffy, it's firm, it's bright and beautiful. <laughs> it's it's if I may say it's probably
0: going to bring about world peace. I look like an 80s porn director slash <laughs> <laughs> stephen ray morris star, porn star. in I'm all kidding, seriousness just i just want to say thank you so much i it was a pleasure to be here i uh really really love the podcast uh, you guys are killing it so fucking funny so hilarious um i hope you keep doing it do many many more and please have some non-white guests on once. I'm sorry. You had another white person on this time. I'm not going to let it go unmentioned. You're the second one! God. <laughs> we're working on it! These are no, this is no time!
2: You come on our podcast, you tell us we're great, and then you
1: yell at us. Great! <laughs> All right. Like we all know what it right. time. It's time to. Are you ready? Are we ready? Ready. Ch- cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
0: cheers. 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 <laughs> <laughs>